0: what is going on? Good morning, good afternoon, good night to everybody. Everybody except Dak Prescott. Everybody except <laughs> Austin Eckler. Everybody except Brian McManus. Everybody except... Who, who, who else am I missing? Sheehan, help me out
1: here. Derek Henry.
0: Derek Henry. Who else? Everybody except... Who else?
1: Nico Collins.
0: Nico Collins. Everybody except...
1: Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, especially everybody except. Just, just generally, um, I'm running out of players that shit the bed for me this week. I know there was uh, a lot of. It. I know DeAndre Hopkins.
0: DeAndre Hopkins. Yep, yep, he's up there too.
1: Everybody, um,
0: George Pickens, they all, they all taking the fattest dumps.
1: And Joe Flaccid.
0: Backs. Joe Flaccid. Everybody. Everybody.
1: Yep. Tyreek Hill didn't even fucking play.
0: That's that's another form of it. But you know what? He's the reason he got there. So you know what? You can't be upset at that. That's true. So, of course, you true. know, a lot of disappointments happen. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Natter, alongside the number one Australian analyst. Sheehan, how are you doing over there?
1: I'm right, mate. First week of the playoffs done. Well, second week for one of them because we never adjusted when the NFL added in the extra game. We've just kept the playoffs where they are. Correct. Um, advanced, in, advanced in two, lost in three. A real bad beat in one of them. Real bad bait. I, as we've talked about, had a kid recently. and um, Embarrassing. I don't know. Like, you just lose track of time. You don't know where time goes. I remember sitting on a bench and I was checking my lineups. We'd, we'd gone for a bit of a walk. I was having a coffee. Checked my lineups. Got home. And then just didn't think anything of it. Turned out that I'd only checked some of my lineups. Hadn't done the whole thing. Uh, And I started Nico Collins in a league, a man who was not playing. Now, if memory serves correctly, sleeper usually say, hey, you're starting a player who isn't playing. That's fine. Maybe he got injured during the game. I'm pretty sure he didn't play at all. But big fat zero. No, he was out. Big fat zero in my team. And, you know, I I wouldn't have started Collins anyway because I wasn't, without CJ Stroud, I wasn't that confident. I was going to pop him to the bench. And I probably, I would have started maybe Clyde Edwards-Alaire when I saw that, um, that Pacheco wasn't playing. And so I missed out on those those 20 points. I lost my matchup by two and a half points. Effort of so the chat, boys. A guy who is an absolute dickhead. I don't think he listens to the show to the most. I don't care if the, you listen to the show because you're a fucking dickhead. And I don't even mean like, a, oh, you know, he's a dickhead in a fun sort of no, – I just don't like the guy. Genuinely do not like the guy.
0: You know what? That's the worst type of defeat. That's the worst. Yep. Where we're, you concede it to a person that you don't like. That's the yep. worst. There's nothing worse than that. So and I do, like, I, you, know, I, I, you know, go ahead, go ahead, and then I'll I'm, close it I'm not, not going
1: to go into this, like, whose team's better. My team is better, but, you know, you shouldn't be able to look at and go, well, he he performed, he didn't put blah, blah, blah. Baker Mayfield, 36 points on his team. Dak Prescott, five points on my team. I just. Pretty good. No. Nah. Fuck, fuck the d- d- you know, the, speaking of Dak, speaking of deck, I apologize to you
0: specifically, Sheehan. Because last episode, uh, episode that may or may not have gotten actually released, uh, you uh, a- I asked you a question of should I start Dak Prescott or Jared Golf, and you said Jared Golf, right? Yes, I still didn't listen because I didn't have the balls. I like he was the MVP candidate, he was playing really hot. I just went for Dak. I felt like you know what, that might be a high scoring game. It was a high scoring. Yep. game, Just for one team. And uh, Jared Goff decided to put up, I think, what is it, like 39 or something like that. So, you know, I got stuck in this league. Um, sacks count as minus the points. So he ended up with three points. And uh, Jared Goff put up, I think, like 39 or something like that. And uh, I still ended up winning. But uh, I thought about that a lot and how uh, I didn't listen. And I should have. Uh, I mean,
1: that's fine. Yeah. You're welcome to. You know, you're welcome to not listen. Um, I would add to that. Um, you told me to start Jalen Hurts over Matthew Stafford. I didn't didn't really make a difference because I still lost by a whole lot of points. But um, you know, I, I didn't I didn't listen to you there, and you were right there. So yeah, you know. it's okay. It's
0: okay. So we you know we we were discussing on previous episodes, and I always think back to it because I think it's just such a relevant topic of starts and sits and the thought process that goes behind it. Because in the same league that I did not start uh, start Jared Goff, I left not only DeAndre Swift in, but Austin Eckler in. Those are my two RBs. And I left Ty Chandler on the bench. And yep. every every thought process of mine said, you know what? You should take out Austin Eckler and put in Ty Chandler because it's just not looking good for Austin Eckler right now. You could leave DeAndre Swift in. He's. I feel like he has higher... I Actually, I shouldn't even say that with the way he's been playing, but I feel like the team should understand by now if he gets the ball a lot, they win. If he doesn't, they lose. But I couldn't get the balls to put Austin Eckler on my bench specifically and for the only reason of if he went off on my bench, I would feel really stupid. But I knew he wasn't going to do good. Like, he, th- there was no catalyst for him to put a put up a bunch of fantasy points other than a lot of check downs, which which is entirely possible. And they were there for the most part. They tried getting him the ball. They tried getting him some screens. One went for a pick six. But they tried getting him the ball. He took some rushes. He didn't have that much. And he, I think he only had a snap count of 31%. But when he was on the field, usually he was the emphasis of getting the ball. But still. He is almost a non-factor right now on that offense. They go against Buffalo this week, and like it's so hard to sit here and tell you you should put Austin Eckler on your bench. But if you have an equal or better player, I feel like you have to make the difficult decision at this point.
1: I am going to I'm going to disagree with you that starting Austin Eckler was the bad decision because if you review it process wise. You say, well, Eckler's looked slow, but what does he do? He catch he catches passes, backup quarterback in against uh, a pretty good defense. So every chance they were going to try and run it through him, he was going to get lots of dump offs because Max Crosby was going to be an Eastern Sticks face all night. I think you can give yourself a pass for starting Eckler. I think you start first week of the playoffs. You start your studs. If you want to learn from that going forward, absolutely. I think that's fine. Like if you want to play the matchups. I think the process is right there. If you want to cut bait with him, that's absolutely fine. Um, but I think you got to kind of you got to choose how you want to win. And I think even with Ekla, Ekla was the right call last week as well because it was a Thursday night game. So you have, as we talked about last week, you then have the rest of the week to make up any issues you have. And like obviously Chandler balled out, but I I, I think you can cut yourself some slack for starting Austin Eckler. Do you think you're gonna start him this week
0: against Buffalo? Also looks like a difficult matchup. But I mean, we don't even know if Ty Chandler is going to be the bell cow again. I don't know what's going on with Alexander Madison. We don't really have word of him yet. If Ty Chandler is going to be the lead back once again, even though it is against Detroit, I I think I got to make the call. I think I got to do it.
1: I don't think. That Detroit matchup's alright.
0: It, it's it's not the best matchup. They give I think uh, Detroit gives up the thirtieth least amount of fantasy points to RBs. Only because teams can just pass on them all day. Yeah, for the most part. Mm. Um, that team is built to run the ball. Ty Chandler is a better running back than Alexander Madison. Like there is, in my opinion, no question. Off of the sample size that we have seen. Even though it wasn't much of a sample size, Alexander Madison's not it at the RB position. If he was, they wouldn't have dra- drafted Ty Chandler. I feel like that's a the cop out kind of type of uh, excuse right there. And uh, um, next year, I definitely feel like Ty Chandler is going to be the RB to own in that backfield. But going forward, right now, I feel like it's too difficult to trust if Alexander Madison is available.
1: Yes, uh, all season Vikings fans have been calling out for Ty Chandler. Um, but, you know, we've, we've now seen, it It remains to be seen whether Kevin Stefanski is pig enough to, to roll him out again or uh, or not.
0: I mean, he's changing
1: quarterbacks. Like, it's going out of style. It changes the RB. <laughs> yeah, just get weird with it. Get yeah. weird with it. Don't worry about it. I We did not the top 10 last week. That episode didn't come out. Ouch. But if you recall, I'm going to take a victory lap here where I said... I'm going to take Jordan Addison from about the 25th or 27th or whatever it was, and put him in my top ten. Okay, And yeah, I think number, he did put him number in the one top player on the week.
0: Yeah, he
1: he did he balled out on my bench in multiple leagues. He was my Saturday swing for the fences pick. Like get get the high ceiling in early, and you know if he flops, he flops. He can make it up later in the week.
0: That's difficult. That's tough. I mean, yeah, I mean
1: it definitely worked out that way. It
0: did. It did. So, but this, you know, to to cycle back to to close off the point that we just made earlier, um, the newer RB is an O was better. I do want to preface that. I think we're mm-hmm. seeing that right now with Kenneth Walker and uh, Charbonnet. Like Charbonnet. Yeah, right now yeah. Kenneth Walker is by far the better RB in that system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean Charbonnet doesn't have a role of you know just being a little ground and pound back, take it up the middle, pick up four or five yards. But K- Kenneth Walker is the best RB on that on that team. I think it's it's Absolutely. very clear, very clear. The way he breaks tackles, takes it to the outside, bounces it out. Um, definitely McCaffrey-like, the way he kind of can turn something into nothing. And, uh, you know, against the Eagles, it was very fun to watch. Very entertaining game.
1: I think I've talked about this before, but um, when I sit down and watch college football, which is very rare these days, I have a little notebook of players that pop. And the aforementioned Jordan Addison was one of those. Kenneth Walker was another one. I watched some of wherever it was by Middle Tennessee State, something like that. And I was like, fucking hell, this guy's got some moves. Like, he's one to watch. And, you know, he's popped from that point. He's in the best possible offense for him. He's a very good player. I like him.
0: Yes, yes. He is a good player. Just has to stay healthy, but he is a good player. So, you know, we're just going to kind of shoot it for a little bit, but I do kind of want to talk about high-end players that are doing poorly right now. And Mm -hmm. I I don't want to, like, take jabs at, like, Travis Kelsey, right? Because he is struggling. It's clear he is struggling. He had some bad matchups, but he is struggling.
1: Needs to shake it off. Get Like every joke everyone makes.
0: Nice, nice. And
1: uh, how was his fucking flop on the weekend? You absolute dog Travis Kelsey.
0: I respect it. He wasn't gonna get it. Wasn't gonna get the. Might as well try. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, you don't get it. Like, I don't. I want to kind of refrain from people like him because it doesn't matter if he's struggling. You're still gonna start him, right? You don't have a better option at tight end than Travis Kelsey. You know, maybe if you happen to pick up uh, Trey McBride or Cole Komet or something like that, you have a, a potential better option at tight end. But no, you don't. So I kind of want to refrain from talking about him, other than the fact that. I want to laugh at you for drafting him in the first round overall. Even in the second round, I want to laugh at you for that. <laughs> I want to talk about like players like Stephon Diggs. like The fact that he is the only option, and it's not like there's another wide receiver going off on that team. The, the, You're number two, Gabriel
1: Davis. I think he dropped two donuts in a row. They balled out on the weekend, and what's his face? Josh Allen completed nine passes. There's no value there.
0: I don't understand. It's like, it's not like it's a one week thing. Stefan Diggs, for the past handful of weeks, has been four and a half. I mean, Kansas City, four and a half. Dallas last week, 6.8, half point PPR. Philly, it wasn't a good outing. He just happened to get a touchdown. The Jets, 3.7. And then the Denver, 4.9. It's like th- four, five, the last five games, he's eclipsed 10 points once. That's embarrassing. It's not good. Not good. He has good matchups. He has good matchups. I mean, next week against the Chargers, but guess what? Final week, championship week against New England.
1: Not good. That New England secondary is all right. It is all right. The rest of the team's been shit.
0: It's always good. You know, Belichick always has a good secondary. It's death, you know, death taxes and a good secondary, just like how it's for. The Steelers' death taxes and drafting a diva Hall of Fame wide receiver. Death taxes and the the Niners or the Ravens drafting a Hall of Fame middle linebacker. You know, death taxes. Kyle Shanahan and a running back. Death taxes and somehow the Seahawks have a good quarterback or the Packers somehow draft a Hall of Fame quarterback. Something like, you know, something like that. <laughs> and that and you know and then it's Belichick having an elite secondary.
1: Let's have a look at Diggs here because. I mean, I think, I think he stayed a year too long in Buffalo. I think there was tension there last year, and he stayed a year too long. The past five weeks, he or the past five games, wide receiver fifty-seven, wide receiver fifty-seven, wide receiver thirteen, wide receiver fifty-six, wide receiver forty-six. They're like in half point PPR. They're all around the five point mark. They're they're busts. Every other game he's had this season has been over 10. And he's had, in a couple of those, he's had 11 targets, 8 targets. Sun just feels off. Sun feels off with Buffalo. But if there was going to be a year where they make a run, I, I like their chances of them making a run in a weird year rather than a year where there's pressure on them and they're sort of showboating about telling everyone how good they are having not achieved anything.
0: Sounds like a typical bu- uh, Bucks thing. Is there is there a world where you don't start Stefan Diggs or does he still have that label of I
1: am a start? I'm loath to say it depends. I think if you can if you're prepared to cop the bad like if if you if you are What's his ceiling been this year? 33 points. That's a big. Game. Three touchdowns versus Miami too. I think you have to start him just because that offense, that player, that quarterback has a chance to blow up. Like he's a true difference maker when he goes off. And I think you need to... To me, he's kind of the same as DK Metcalf. Like you start him and you cop the four-point week because he might give you a 30-point week. And there's the 30-point week you need in the playoffs. I think... I think you... This, again, this is the... You have to be prepared to to lose to win sort of situation that we've talked about before. I think you I think you probably should start Diggs. Unless there's a world where you have a, a bunch of other receivers. I'm trying to think of who you could seemingly might have. Let's say you picked up, you're trying to squeeze like Diggs, Puka Nakua, AJ Brown. Know, let's say AJ Brown. Don't know if you can have AJ Brown and Diggs. Jordan Addison, Amari Cooper into the same team. Then maybe you think about it. But, I um, I think you got to start him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like the emotional part of me wants to say, "Hey, you know what? Maybe you should look somewhere else." But he does have a really good matchup this week. He goes against the Chargers, who just gave up mm. seventy goddamn points. Maybe half of it wasn't their fault, but they gave up a lot of points to uh, a Raiders team, which is a little odd. Which is a little odd, but I am gonna say it again you know it's it's really disappointing to see the studs stud players not being studs and uh th- that's happening this year where it's really odd they either, either just kind of not being study studs like Chris uh, you know like um Stefan Diggs right now when you need it the most or they're getting hurt at the worst time possible like Jamar Chase uh can't remember all their names Tyreek Hill Justin the, Jefferson Justin Jefferson right now yeah you know it's an odd year in that matter I, you know we always say it's always an odd year but this year it's an odder odder year is that, is well, that i think we were
1: in very early on this being a weird fantasy year because even during draft season we were struggling to peg some of the things that were going on there just didn't seem to be a lot of value it was hard to draft a team that you liked and I think that's been born out, the fact that you've had, what, 58 different starting quarterbacks this year in the NFL.
0: Yeah, it's way too much. But as per usual, the show must go on. You're going to have to find those people where you're not comfortable starting. But guess what? It is that time of the season of clutcher kicks. kick. So right now I'm kind of looking at the available players for one of my pretty competitive leagues. And I'm looking at wide receivers right now. Let me filter it down. And I'm just going to kind of list a couple of wide receivers. You're going to tell me whether you are comfortable putting them in your starting lineup or not. Uh, Romeo Dobbs.
1: I started him this week due to lack of better options.
0: Because a lot of those people are going to have lack of better options. I mean, if you're rocking Justin, Justin Jefferson, uh, he should be good now. Uh, you know, he's going to be must-start.
1: I'm okay with Dobbs. I know he's sort of slipped to about the third option on his team, but... I started him because you never know if he's going to have 100 yards and two touchdowns. It's just going to be his day. Mm-hmm. Like Jaden Reed, I have him as well in a different league. I'm not confident starting him, but I thought Dubs was an okay pick. In lieu, of anything, in lieu of anything better.
0: Curtis Samuel just had a two touchdown
1: game. Would you do it? Nope, don't want to borrow him. Don't want to borrow of that offense at all. Josh? I mean, I know yeah. Scary Terry, yep, yep. he's the only one.
0: Josh Downs,
1: no, there's no way, no way, no. I'm if Michael Pittman misses, oh, that's right. I'm probably more interested in Alec Pierce, but really, probably no one in that offense. None of the none of the receivers like. Give me, I, if if Taylor doesn't play and Zach Moss doesn't play, how comfortable are you with starting Trey Sermon?
0: God, not really. Not really, but hey, guess what? If you had Zach Moss and you were starting him, you don't have too much better. So you better put yeah. that
1: waiver claim for Trey Sermon. I've done it. I've done it. Lost Keaton Mitchell this week as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. There, there were some big RB injuries. You just mentioned two of them. He's going in your starting lineup. It's so weird to say. So weird. Trey Sermon, out of all people, who got cut at like four different teams in the past two years, might be in your championship run.
1: Every year there's a weird guy
0: Trace Sherman out of all god
1: every year there's a weird guy I fucking started Drew Locke this week in one.
0: Oh, that, did, that didn't work out too bad did it
1: no I took a view that I would start either Geno Smith or Drew Locke on Monday night stack with so and <laughs> end at home to be Locke but uh, I didn't feel great about it
0: no 20 yeah
1: G- give me some more of these names 12, 12 and a half. Okay. All right. Sorry. One second. Raheed Shahid. That's another offense I don't really want anything to do with other than Kamara.
0: Yeah. I mean, Chris Olave should be back this week. I think he uh, deserves a little must-start tag. Tyler Boyd. Jamar Chase should not be playing.
1: I would give him a miss. Star Higgins.
0: Star Higgins, no Boyd?
1: Yeah. Not Boyd. Not Boyd.
0: I mean, other than that one big catch in the over, I mean, it took overtime for him to get that huge catch. He was a, a one catch for like 15 yards type of player. He had all the reasons. But how about T Higgins all of a sudden? Did you see that catch?
1: That was incredible. That, that is one of the best touchdowns I have seen.
0: That is close to OBJ's catch. Uh okay, ma'am man. man. See, see, the catch was cool, right? He mossed the dude for a catch. But then the coming down with it, reaching out into the touchdown, that was
1: pretty yep. dope. Yep. Now I'm with you. 100%. Incredible play. Incredible presence of mind.
0: Yeah. And and they won the game. And they won the game and it kept the playoff hopes trucking. With the OBJ, yeah, it was a, an amazing, phenomenal catch. But they still lost that game and then they did nothing with it. <laughs> All right. Josh Reynolds.
1: You know we're a pro Josh Reynolds podcast.
0: You're a pro Josh Reynolds. I think he's cool, but I I wouldn't do it.
1: No, I'm not starting him either. Two two eye well. No, he's been injured.
0: Yeah. He's uh looks like looks like he cleared concussion protocol.
1: No. Not
0: interested in him. Not interested. Alrighty. Elijah Moore.
1: Mm, versus Houston.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Flacco, I know he threw three picks, but he was fucking dealing. Like, he threw a hell of a pass downfield to Amari Cooper.
0: Oh, yeah. Such a – it saved me. Oh, God. Uh, You know, Amari Cooper's been clutch down the stretch for me right now. Um, I'm going to say no. No, which upsets me,
1: but no. I don't – I just don't think with with Amari Cooper and David Njoku there, he might get targets, but I don't know if he's going to have the ceiling that you want from him. Yeah, Noah Brown. I feel like this one's a yes. If CJ Stroud doesn't play.
0: Even if he does. Yes.
1: Oh, no, sorry. Assuming if, if CJ Stroud plays, then yes. If CJ Stroud doesn't play and Nico Collins doesn't play, then yes.
0: As long as Nico Collins is not playing. Noah Brown said that dude.
1: How'd Brown go this week? Let me Let me check.
0: Go go for it! I was just looking at it a second ago, and it was really good. But I'm right now. I'm looking at Nico Collins,
1: wide receiver fifteen. Yeah, one eight for eighty two in a touch. He's put donuts up the last two weeks.
0: Yeah, I don't think he played.
1: So he's he's gone. Wide receiver two, wide receiver seven, didn't play, didn't play. Donuts, donuts. Wide receiver fifteen. Yeah.
0: He, he he is specifically. I mean, it's no coincidence that he goes off as soon as Nico Collins is on playing. When Nico Collins is there, he doesn't do anything.
1: I I would say start the wide receiver one in Texas. Yeah, if, oh, if,
0: in, if in no Nico Collins, no Browns. That dude, he's uh, he's he's nearing must start category if Nico Collins is not playing. Uh, yep, I think we're going too far down the list. I'll start it. I'll end it with Darius Slayton. No. You know, unfortunately, the, these playoffs and these injuries will make it, so you're forced to make uncomfortable decisions and horrible starts. And uh, this is going to be one of them, because right now, as I look down the RB list uh, and checking who is available in one of my leagues right now, in the competitive league, and the best RB is Samaj P Ryan. Gross. Gross, yeah, followed by McLaughlin.
1: Oh, yeah. No.
0: Yeah, um, Jaleel McLaughlin. McClellan. McClellan. He had two carries. God, that's maybe next year, buddy. Latavius Murray.
1: I'm okay with that. I think if he needed to start in, I'm okay with that.
0: Reminds me of LeGarrett Blunt.
1: Yes, he does.
0: You know, you're hoping for those goal line carries. If he doesn't, then be helpful for two points. If he doesn't, if he does get that touchdown, Congratulations, you're at the 8, 9, 10 mark.
1: James Cook is playing very well at the moment. That worries me.
0: Yes, he's playing very well. Very well. He's starting to, either that offense figured out how to run the ball semi-properly by using him, mm-hmm. or he is coming onto his own and he's just being a level up on that offense. Because we've seen all the RBs, every RB in that system not succeed. And succeed as soon yep. as they leave that system. Zach Moss, I thought he was terrible. He leaves, and we're devastated he's injured. Devin Singletary is now the lead back for the Texans. I'm sure there's a plethora of other RBs that I can sit here and talk about, but those are the two that stand up. Uh, on Marshawn record. Lynch. Well, I mean, Yeah, Marshawn Lynch, but that's, that's going <laughs> too far. Close. I like that. I, li- I like where you're going with it.
1: Yeah, they haven't had a good running back since uh, OJ Simpson. That's not true. They had um,
0: Fred. Fred. Oh God! Fred what's, Taylor. what's
1: his name? In the they did uh, no. Fred Taylor was on the Jags, wasn't he? Uh,
0: I think he he might play Buffalo
1: them. as well. Who am I thinking of? Late eighties, early nineties.
0: Yeah, it's before my time. Sorry.
1: Uh, um, people will be yelling, yelling at their iPods.
0: No, I lied. Mm. I don't think he was even on Fred Taylor. I don't think he was even on the. Uh... Fred Jackson. Fred Jackson. That was the name, right?
1: I was thinking of Thurman Thomas.
0: Oh yes, yes. Now then now yep.
1: Mm-hmm. That Shady McCoy, he was there? He was there, but that was that was past the prime. Uh Willis McGahey. Willis McGee. Yeah, he's up there. That's him. CJ Spiller.
0: I don't think he was there during the prime, but yeah, he's there. He was there.
1: F- Frank Gore, twenty nineteen. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Frank Gore. Um, I'm looking at a <laughs> Mike Gillisley. Remember I mean, no, I don't. He was Mike great for about six weeks in Gillisley. 2015, 2016, maybe a little I'm bit. I'm trying to
0: figure like out how that. to spell Mike Gillisley. Oh,
1: I did. G I L L I S L E E. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. Yeah. he was. A, he was, um, he was pretty good. And then he went to the Patriots, did nothing. Sounds about right. Yeah. This is a uh, ranking, the best Buffalo Bills running backs of all time. I'm liking this. Mike Talbot. <laughs> Damn near a fullback. <laughs> yep. Traverius Cadet. Sounds like him. a
0: military man, but no, I do not remember He does. Him.
1: He does. Anyway, that's a bit of fun, isn't it? That's a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah, they've Thurman Thomas ranked above O.J. Simpson. I would be inclined to say... Maybe the juice over Thurman Thomas, but it's not for me to say. As
0: long as the glove fits.
1: Ha <laughs> Got him. Got him. Got him. All Just right. like he did Ron Goldman and <laughs> <in Cole laughs> Brown Simpson. All righty. Um,
0: <laughs> Joshua Kelly. Uh,
1: I've been burned too many times.
0: Yeah. I don't. I, I don't
1: if you're going to start Austin Eckler, start Austin Eckler. If you're going to start Josh Palmer with the rest of that receiving core out, start Josh Palmer. If Keenan Allen's back, start Keenan Allen. Do not start Josh Palmer. I, If it's not Eckler, if it's not Keenan Allen, don't bother with the charges.
0: Odd, stupid story. So I was salty. Keenan Allen wasn't playing. Yeah. And uh, I, I was pretty salty. I don't know why I was salty, but I was sit there like, okay, well, I just lost. Like, what am I going to do now? Like, I just lost my league. I, I, I made the playoffs as like the number two seed. and or, uh, yeah, Number three seed, sorry. So I had to play. So I, out of frustration, I started Quentin Johnson.
1: This week? Yeah. no, oh, fuck, man. No, not this That's week. Terrible. Last week. Last week. Last week. Yeah, and
0: he got that touchdown. In the absolute, absolute garbage time. Saved my fantasy week. I ended up winning by like oh. four points. So I was pretty happy about that. Okay. Anyway. I'll give you that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I, was, like, I, don't, I don't know what went over me to get so upset that made me I had to like purposely potentially sabotage my league. But <laughs> that happened. Anyway,
1: Clear Clee Herbert. I think in theory I'd be comfortable starting him. In
0: theory, yeah, you know, he went from the beginning of the year getting 9, 7, 7, 18, 10 carries, 16. And then all of a sudden it went to 6, 3, 6. He lost that starting yeah. role to
1: Foreman real fast. Foreman, Roshan Johnson. Actually, you know what? I'm out. I'm not interested in Kalua. Yeah, you I'm can't out.
0: do it. And that's how dreaded the RB list is. There is nothing in RB that we're seeing here debating to ourselves oh Latavius murray might be not bad you know it's uh maybe it's this league specifically with such a it, this is an ultra competitive league that i do want to add so any type of rb to handcuff worth worth something is gone and been gone a long time ago um like damien pierce is on is here and i'm kind of wondering why he's on the he'd be interesting if
1: something happened to singles Eric.
0: Yeah, he's at this point. Yeah, he logged one rush in week fifteen. Carried the ball once for three. God, yeah, that's four carries a game before that. Yeah, and you know what? He is a handcuff.
1: He absolutely is.
0: He is a handcuff. That is it. Wow, that's a well, welcome to the sophomore slumps. Yeah. So, I mean, if if Trey Sermon is right now the best RB you can pick up, that's wild.
1: Yep, that is wild. 88 yards, though. 17 times for
0: 88 yards. Jerick play... McKinnon,
1: if he was available. I think he's available in quite a few leagues. Pick him up.
0: Yep, yep. Clyde Edwards, passing TD wins. this week. Yeah. If if Pacheco isn't playing, but I believe he is.
1: Yep. But Edwards Alaire has played pretty good ball the last two weeks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He has stepped up. I think he realized, you know what, if I can't make it on the Chiefs, there's not very many teams I can't make it on. Basically. All righty. So that's going to be the list of the wide receivers to RBs. Uh, I think we went over a majority of the relevant ones. I know there's going to be some irrelevant ones potentially. I know I've seen some people say, you should start Boston Scott because he always scores a touchdown against the Giants.
1: That's bad logic.
0: It's bad logic, but... I think historically, like after since the last like seven games, he scored a touchdown against the Giants. It's
1: like playing roulette. You know, oh, it's due to come up black.
0: Well, why you got to bring race into this. <laughs> Where is the? G- when did they last play the Giants? It's not showing up. That's a divisional team. They play it twice. I don't see it. Boss, am I an idiot?
1: Not? Yeah, you are. I don't know if it's specifically related to this.
0: Well, I mean, I could have told you that.
1: Anyway, don't start Boston, Scott.
0: Oh, it's because you know why they play them week sixteen and then week eighteen, and it doesn't doesn't go that far. Okay, that makes sense. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So you know what? I picked the topic for the for the first segment. Mm-hmm. I'll let you do the second one.
1: I got a. I've written down a list of questions here. Okay, I'm interested. Just ge- general questions. Mm-hmm. There we go. What do you hate about fantasy football?
0: The tight ends. The tight ends and the fact that I hate the rules people implement unless it benefits me. (laughs) For example, for example, uh, one league uh, last year, we did a super standard league, super standard, like one point for RBs is 25 yards. One point for quarterbacks is like 75. The only ones that counted were basically touchdowns. So if you're, didn't have a touchdown, but he had a big game. He probably just put up five fantasy points for you. Yep. And uh, I, I thought it was stupid. I was like, okay, guys, I get it. There's standard. And then there's just like being, being, be, going, doing too much. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't do so well just because I didn't take it very seriously. This year, uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take it a little bit more seriously. And, uh, and right now I'm in first place and uh, enjoying the bye. But now I like it. Because it benefits me and I'm doing well in it. How about you?
1: Um, general discourse, I realize we're part of that. But the, the general fantasy discourse, I don't care for. I don't get uh, it. It really annoys me when um, defend the wish casting that goes on and then it. people, like people who over project players to do things and then like, basically if you have to squint too hard for a play to be relevant or something to happen then it's not going to happen by and large, so if you're saying if and if and if and if when it comes to a certain player it's probably not going to happen there's a lot of that that goes on in fantasy lavisca chennault did you just say his name and then these hype trains get out of control.
0: Yeah, I was going to mention the hype trains, but I think you just nailed it right there.
1: Fantasy experts who do too many mock drafts in advance and throw out the ADP for players. Because like, I've got to take my sleepers. I've got to take my sleepers. You're picking your sleepers in like rounds three and four, and you're not being cute or clever. Um, you are just ruining it for everyone else by driving up that price. And that actually, there, there's another thing if I can know. There is so much content in the fantasy community, and I think we do a pretty good job of of not being that. So much content that is just made for other fantasy experts. Hmm.
0: that's an interesting take. Because sometimes I do feel like people they make content not for educational purposes, but so they can kind of stand out to other content and content uh, content creators and be like, "Hey, look, see what I did, and what
1: kind of prediction 100%. I made."
0: Yeah, I I, I definitely feel you on that one. That one I can definitely understand.
1: Uh, Um, That really annoys me because it's not thinking about your market, who the actual people are. I don't know who would listen to this show. I'm sure people absolutely do. But, you know, there's a reason the fantasy football is successful. Yes, it's the daily show. But, yeah, it's like fucking the basics of fantasy football for people who don't live the, the nuts and bolts of football. They can tune in. They can get their information. Yes, you can look and go, well, it's really basic, it's really it's really mid, but for a lot of people it's not. And you've got to remember that the people in most leagues, a person who listens to a fantasy podcast is going to be seventy five percent better than the rest of the people in that league. And I think a lot of people that a lot of people forget that because people sort of get buried in fantasy football. You're playing Dynasty and Best Ball and DFS and all of these things. A lot of leagues you're just playing against like Steve from accounts.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That part, I definitely agree with you. Once you start getting into dynasty and stuff like that, best ball, you kind of eliminate the casual. You, you, It's hard to call yourself a casual and play dynasty in my personal opinion, because a lot goes into it, whether it's uh, keeping track of contracts and how long a player has on a team, whether yep. it's looking at college players and the potential. And then of course, forming your team on your draft needs when you, the rookie draft comes along. So yeah, Yes, I do agree that um, some podcasts are definitely meant for the, the beginners or the people who aren't all that in tune with fantasy football. And then, of course, a lot of content creators, they try so hard to, to stick themselves out there. And uh, it feels like that content isn't even for the people. It's for other content creators. I definitely agree with there on that one. Yep.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a real its a scourge. All right, um, so th-
0: so this one is, is, is probably an off-season topic. But yes. I was going to mention if you wanted to create a
1: fantasy league, what are the rules? Or the format? I have something very similar on my mm-hmm. list here. Mm-hmm. Let me answer your question with my question, okay. and then we can talk about it. Is the best fantasy format quarterback, and then every other position is flex?
0: That'd be a fun. That'd be a fun league. That's actually a good idea. Quarterback, everything a flex. I'd be. I would be down to try that. I think that's a good idea. Worth. I think that's worth um, doing it because then there's no such thing as zero RB, no such thing as heavy RB. no. There's no such thing as a strategy at that point because you're just picking the best player player available.
1: I I agree. Particularly if it was a true flex, like let's say a true flex, any any offensive running back, wide receiver, tight end kicker.
0: That's interesting Started because kick, kickers are dangerous.
1: I Last year when I made my charmed run to the very, very end of the Scott fish bowl. I would started three kickers multiple times.
0: Kickers are dangerous and they're consistent because right now, even, even in quarterbacks, historic MVP years, kickers are always the highest scoring player on the team. Mm. Always. So they're always Always. consistent fantasy points. I think this year is the only time where a, a top team, doesn't have the highest scoring kicker in the Niners.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah they score a lot of touchdowns. They don't yeah. get a lot of field goals. I imagine yeah. Miami's probably pretty similar.
0: Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, even when they kick the field goals, half the time, the Niners, they miss it.
1: Anyway. I, so what do I think? If I was starting to leave from scratch, what would I yeah. do?
0: So I would do a... Um, okay, so I think a lot of leagues... A lot of leagues and a lot of leagues, uh, when they add after the end of the year, when they want to, if they are able to make rule changes or they're able to propose rule changes, I highly think everybody should go back to six point per touchdown for quarterbacks. Highly think so. I also think that interceptions should be minus three points to balance it out to keep it fair. Because one quarterbacks are the most important position in football, they should be the most important position in fantasy as well. Personal opinion. I also think sacks should be minus a point also to balance out the six point per touchdown. That way you don't take a quarterback on a bad team, for example, Sam Howell, and just get those garbage time points where he might do nothing for the first half. And then all of a sudden the second half, he gets two passing touchdowns when it doesn't matter. And then he has a phenomenal fantasy day because you know what? He took seven sacks. That game, minus seven points if we had two interceptions, yada yada, and then hit back to a mediocre stat line for fantasy. That's that's the first thing I would do personally.
1: I so my family league, I control all the, the lineup settings and everything like that. And I would say that's as close to how I would want a league set up. And that's two running back, two wide receiver, three flex. Uh, and tight tight end. And it's superflex mm-hmm. as well. I think. I think superflex is a necessity these days to get the value in the quarterback. Um, I think it makes it more interesting. We do five point passing touchdowns.
0: Mm-hmm. Not bad. Uh,
1: it is minus five for a pick six. Ooh. Uh, you know, you I've teeter
0: tottered over that whether you should lose points for pick sixes. Ultimately, I go no, just because sometimes it's not your fault.
1: You get 0. 2, 0. 0.2 of a pass, point uh, two points for a pass completed,
0: uh-huh. minus Uh huh.
1: Minus point two for an incomplete pass.
0: Oh, that's interesting. But, mm, I mean, usually quarterbacks are at the 60%. Majority of quarterbacks, or fantasy startable quarterbacks, are at 60%. So it's usually technically a net positive.
1: Uh, in terms of other weird rules, point one for a rush attempt that negates the kneel down at the end of the game. Interesting, because you, you don't you you don't lose the yard for kneeling down, which you absolutely shouldn't do. Uh, it's a half point PPR. I don't think there's a bonus for oh, there is a bonus for tight ends. Yeah, I could take a leave tight end premium. We don't have defenses anymore. We don't have special teams. We don't have special teams. So, I think the secret to good fantasy football is you keep it simple. You don't put too many things on the hot dog. Like, if you want to do super flex, do super flex. If you want to, it's when you start getting weird with it that I. Yeah, weird rules. I have an issue with it. Yeah, weird rules. I'm going to agree with you on that one. Um, Unlimited players on IR, I would have as well. I think three is a good spot.
0: Depend. During the COVID, peak COVID, three was, I felt like, almost a necessity. Two in the very minimum. Uh, I like two. is a healthy balance. That way you don't just stack players that um, on the IR, if they happen to come back, then you kind of sneak your way. Uh, two's good.
1: Hmm. Maybe I've changed my mind. Maybe three. Uh, sorry, maybe one would be ideal. So you really have to make a choice. It used to be. Pre-COVID, it was always one. I played most most of my leagues being two.
0: Really? Yeah. yeah. It only became normal for me to see two IR slots after COVID. Um, one is definitely a think think because you know, say you had like, for example, Justin Jefferson. You had to put him on your IR, right? You can't drop him. But then say I'm trying to think of another player that went on the IR.
1: Mark Andrews.
0: Mark Andrews. But he no, was coming back. Ma- Michael come- Thomas? Michael Thomas Uh, let's go peak Michael Thomas Yep, and he's the goes on the IR you can't drop him I mean this this go around when he went on the IR this year he you could have definitely dropped him yep Uh, couldn't did couldn't yeah sorry sorry about that people you you know that one would take more thinking because of course now you have to use your roster spot for Michael Thomas and I think a lot of people wouldn't be too upset at that
1: but it definitely hamper your fancy fantasy team if you had to gain four yards, uh, sorry, 10 yards on four downs, what position would you put yourself in at? The punter. No, you, you have to be on I the field. You have to be on the field? Okay. You have, to, you have to be on the field. You have to be in a, uh, a legal formation. Okay. So you yeah. You, you have to be a an offensive position. You could be on the line. you could be on the line if you want. You could be any of the skill positions, but you had to be out there for your team to gain ten yards. What position would you put yourself in at?
0: You know, I'm feeling dangerous. Put me at quarterback, baby. <laughs> I think the easiest the easiest cop out would be wide receiver. When
1: well, just run a dummy route. Yeah, yeah. I don't you say that. But then immediately your your corner's not going to cover you.
0: Nah, just run. Just, you know, tell me to run straight. streaks. You know, that's like the you know, easy way to do it. But like, oh, just run a streak. It's not, maybe they could not
1: guard that. The, the corner is blitzing off the edge.
0: All right, well, you know. They are, li-
1: they are lining up to, j- I guarantee you the corner would be lining up to jam you and they are blitzing off the edge and hoping the safety picks you up.
0: Well, you know, maybe the quarterback makes that throw. You know, after that, it's, it's only 10 yards. Like if he's blitzing, right? And yeah, quarterback throws it right away. As long as I catch it, you know, I'm like right there for ten yards. I could do that. <laughs> It'll hurt, but
1: I think I could do it. You think you could, could catch a pass in the NFL? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I wonder if quarterback is the answer here. That you just hand it off four times.
0: because you yeah, because then you can just hand the ball which is hard. It's not easy. First you gotta take a snap. Not easy. Then then you gotta like You'd hand have to it
1: off. Hand it off from shotgun almost.
0: Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Hmm. Because you know, and if you're in shotgun, then you gotta catch the snap.
1: You do. You don't want to be blocking. Yeah, you don't want to be blocking. I think the answer probably is receiver. Mm-hmm. The easiest one would be receiver and just run streaks. Maybe the answer is caught. Oh, I don't know. It's a good question though, isn't it? Yeah. It's more interesting than that. You know, could you gain a yard behind the best offensive line in the NFL?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Easy. No question. I'd do it. Yeah. Drinking. I'm just leaping forward. Just diving forward, I'm getting to the line. Diving forward, I'll, I'll get that. Tush right. push, tush push. It. Easy, <laughs> easy clap. What do you got? I don't have any too many questions. I kind of, I kind of use them all on the
1: way to this part. Fair enough. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's um let me give you a couple more here. What's the best Christmas movie? Home Alone. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. that kid's a little dickhead? Sounds like me. Yeah. Um, if you could change any rule in the NFL, what would it be?
0: Okay, um, uh, hmm. you know, right now I'm drawing a semi blank. I'm sure if I thought about this, I could probably think of something. Uh, something to change. I change the coin toss to what? Rochambeau.
1: <laughs> Best of
0: three. Way more, way cooler. Best of three, Rochambeau.
1: That'd be way cooler to do. I, I reckon best of three for overtime. And then there's a strategy to it.
0: Yeah. You're to know, like, all right. You, imagine them huddling up and you're kind of going, all right, we're doing rock, paper, scissors. Okay. You're going to, okay. First, you're going to like, and, and, you, you can't do that stupid fake stuff where you kind of like ah stutter it and all that stuff. It's going rock, paper, scissors, boom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah the ref's yeah, there. You know
0: what? Yeah. The ref's, the ref's there. And, you know, the false starts and everything on that one.
1: Secret to winning rock paper scissors is you think two moves ahead. That's a lot of thinking. Because like if in in a best of three or best of five, you think two moves ahead. So like your your first one's always a dummy. Like you go the rock. Yeah. If they're both rock, you go rock again. Okay. Next time.
0: Uh huh.
1: You go scissors, because they're gonna they're gonna go paper, thinking it's rock. So you go scissors.
0: I don't know. The problem the problem is If I see you, if we if we if we if we
1: let's do it right now. Let's do mid-locked. it right now on the air.
0: If we're midlocked, right? Yeah. And we're both stuck on rock. I'm playing chicken with you. I'm not changing rock.
1: <laughs> Good old Until rock. You Nothing do beats it. that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm sticking with if we, if we tie our rock, yeah, or I'm going rock again. That's it. Right. And if we tie again, there's no way in hell I'm leaving rock. Like, one of us is leaving rock first, and it's not gonna be <laughs> me. All
1: right, let's do it right now. Best of three. All right, Whoa, All right. right? All right. Uh, so, it's what okay. one, okay. two, three, shoot.
0: Yeah, one, two, three, shoot. All right? Hold on, let me move my hand away from the microphone. Right. I'll go like this, All right?
1: Yep, one on you. Yet, yeah, uh, <laughs> <two>. one, <laughs> two, come on. You, Wait, you count us in. You count us in. You always count us in. I'll count. it You count us in. On right? One, one, two, Wait, three.
0: Hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, 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 when did we do it's the one? There's a fucking one? rhythm on the, on to up? this. On the up, on the up. Where it's one. Like, it's when your it? hand hits your hand. hand That's hitter, the so one. We start, we start. We start. Hand away from the palm. Yeah. yeah okay. That's one. One, two. see, I was gonna do it. Oh, All
1: right, ready. One, two.
0: See, the, 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 you're, you're, you're stuttering. I'm See, not. you're cheating I'm, right you're, now. If there's a ref, that's a false start. Yeah, I don't think I don't, so. I don't like this. All right. <laughs>
1: All right. One, One two. <laughs>
0: See? See, you're stuttering. You're cheating. You're cheating right
1: now. All right, let's do it. Okay.
0: One, two, three, shoot. See? You See? rocked me. See?
1: Yeah, see, I, I,
0: I was going to go wrong. Like, I didn't tell you I wasn't. I said I was going to go wrong. See, mind games.
1: Yeah, no incisors. Wow. Um, that was good content. hope everyone enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> There's who, a science to rock, paper, scissors. There, there is. I'm very good at it normally. Uh, who is? Uh, who do you wish had a better year this year? Austin Eckler. Yeah, anyone else?
0: <laughs> Mark Je- uh, Jefferson. JJ. Yep. Uh, um you know what? Um Michael Thomas and Elijah Moore just cuz I predicted them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean you predict Elijah Moore every year. Yeah.
0: I like Elijah Moore.
1: Mm. What four teams would you get rid of?
0: Okay, um first we're getting rid of the Patriots. Like easy Miracle. easy answer. First Patriots, second the Cowboys. Third the Steelers. Just because I don't know why. You guys are terrible. You're not fun to watch. Your quarterback is trash. Your O-line, your O-line's actually pretty good, okay? Wide receivers are pretty good, okay? I I got nothing on that. RB is trash. And you guys have so many primetime games. For what? (laughs) How many Thursday night games have you guys had? You even had a Saturday game. And then all of a sudden, it's Sunday night, Monday night. Apparently... The Steelers have one of the largest fan base compared to the, the Cowboys. I think it's the Cowboys and the Steelers or something like that. Yep. Somehow, somehow, out of all teams, people sit there and are like, you know what, I'm going to root for the Steelers. out of Anyway, yeah, yeah, I'd, we're getting rid of the Steelers. I'm tired of seeing you guys in prime time. Uh, I'm tired of seeing uh, the Cowboys, uh, just hearing about them at every talk show. Uh, I'm tired of the Patriots just because it's the Patriots. And one more. Chiefs is close. I'm not ready to go there. Maybe the Raiders. Really? Yeah, just, it's like, who cares? It's the Raiders.
1: Interesting. If you weren't a fan of the Niners, who do you think you'd be a fan of?
0: I said I was a fan of the Niners. Uh, I would be probably a Chargers fan. Yeah, yeah I'd cool. probably pick the Chargers just because they're close, semi, or at least they were close.
1: Not anymore, but well, same no. state at least.
0: Close enough. Yeah, it actually. You know what? Maybe the Bears.
1: Yep. Yeah, you do like. Actu- you're a Cubs fan, aren't you? Yes, yeah. yes, sir. All right, you as well. Uh, probably the Raiders. Cool uniforms. Cool uniforms. Yeah. Cool history their poems pretty cool
0: they uh, uh, their owner has the coolest haircut known to man
1: <laughs> <laughs> i i think starting you know if if i came in if i came in absolutely cold i think if i came in watching this year if this was the first year that i'd followed it you're not picking the raiders cuz they're not no. interesting this is they're the boring. first year that i'd followed it maybe I don't know who you are probably Pretty, miami i would say
0: i i was gonna say jacksonville for you just because they're in the
1: yeah they're in uh london a lot uh, There are a lot of Jags fans here there are a lot of jets fans here yikes
0: it's kind um, of embarrassing i
1: think i mean i think if i was getting into it because of my wife's family i'd be a jets or a giants fan mm-hmm. um but no i think possibly miami for the same reason my mate is ace ventura Fun to watch. Fair
0: point. It's fair point.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. Any uh, more to wrap it up?
1: Who's best bat? Uh, who's the best Batman? I don't get it. Fair enough. Uh... <laughs> Never watched a Batman movie. Really? Never. What's the best time of day?
0: The best time of the day is when you wake up in the morning. You look at your alarm. And you have three hours till you need to go to work. So you go back to sleep. That's the, that's the best moment of the day. I definitely miss doing that. Before having kids. For you. Get a wrecked kid.
1: Yeah. Six o'clock on a Sunday is pretty good. That Sunday kickoff. No,
0: I, ha- I hate Sundays. Six o'clock on a Sunday. Because cause it's hard to enjoy it after... So after four o'clock on a Sunday, it starts to suck because then you start thinking about the fact that you have work the next day. Ah, the me. Then, then it's it's just bad. It just because you, you sit there, you're like, I can't enjoy my day. I got work tomorrow. It sucks. Uh,
1: which current NFL player would you vote for president if they were on the traditional opposite side that you would vote for? I don't get it. Say you always voted for Party A. Uh
0: huh.
1: Which NFL player would you vote for if they were running for president with party B?
0: Oh, Aaron Rodgers.
1: Interesting. I could see that happening. Thanks. I, could I see think that's see that. a pretty good answer, actually. I could see that, that was actually a pretty good one. <laughs> well, he was who you wanted to be mates with.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'd be friends with Aaron Rodgers. I could. I think we would be good friends. I could see that. Do you want to do a two-minute drill? Uh...
0: Let me look up this schedule.
1: Let me uh, let me kick it off. I already talked about the Bills, so I'm not going to talk about them now. Christmas Eve. A lot of football on Christmas Eve. I like that. I like that yes. you can sit down on the couch. You can sit down and you can wait for Santa to deliver those presents. He's jingling around the house. He's doing shit with the elves. You can sit down and you can watch Scotty Hansen help him ring in the new year. what Will I be watching? Of course, Red Zone will be on. But what's worth watching in that early window? Vikings Lions could be a second screener there. Vikings are a weird team. The Lions are fun to watch. There's not a lot in that early window to commend itself as a decent game. Jets Commanders there. Texans, Browns, the Browns are playing some really fun football at the moment. I would absolutely that could be a ridiculously fun game. Hopefully pretty high scoring. Hopefully we see CJ Stroud back. Uh, but that could be one of the most fun games of the year. Pa- Panthers Packers, Blair, Titans Seahawks, Blair. Weird that the Seahawks are in the early window. I feel like that happens very, very rarely. Falcons Colts, Blair. So what I would say is, you know, do your do your presents, your last minute present wrapping during that early window. Get them under the get them under the tree. Get them sorted, and you can kick up with uh, with your beer, with your eggnog, with your mulled wine later. Get ready to watch that Dolphins Cowboys game in the late window.
0: Crazy Miami against Dallas, not a primetime game. You know, it is a primetime game.
1: I do, I've got all the schedule in front of me.
0: Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, weird. We just talked about them, or I just talked about them. Weird how that works. All saying. the amount of times they get it. I don't know. You want to watch Mason Rudolph? Like, that's fun to you. It's like starting a tight end in your flex. That's fun. You get off on that? I don't, know. I don't know. Like I know I understand in the beginning of the year when they made the schedule, we didn't expect the Pittsburgh Steelers to have this bad of an offense and this lazily You know, I I want to be a Hall of Fame wide receiver just like so you on the Steelers and then stop trying. Considering every single one of them does that. All right. So they almost got the prime time games, right? So Las Vegas always plays Kansas City pretty well for three quarters, and then the fourth quarter, uh, Las Vegas always kind of dumps itself, and then Kansas City runs away with it. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles playing absolute dog water football right now finally has an opponent worth their time as the Giants, and uh, you know what? I'm gonna put the Giants as the favorites, and then we oh two number one seeds. I think I think they said it on ESPN last yesterday. Um, they've never had two number one seeds this late in the year playing each other on Monday Night Football. Mm. So this is going to be the first time we're going to see it. We're going to see a Super Bowl preview right here. Just kidding. The Niners aren't going to make it that far. But that's going to be probably the best game of the week. Right now, uh, as I look at you, you mentioned it in the day earlier, the day games, Sunday games, not looking too interesting. And the pro- the problem is, is it's not going to be interesting specifically because Dallas plays at Miami and, um, I learned to I learned the hard way how and um everybody that started Dak Prescott learned the hard way of how bad he is on the road. All right, that's my two minute
1: drill. Uh, what do we got now? We've got um, prognostications. Prognostications. Shit. What do you got for me? Christmas. Um. Hmm.
0: I, I'm trying to, like, theme it to Christmas. We will see two touchdown celebrations of uh, Santa's,
1: Santa's re- reindeer. Oh, I like that prediction. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's definitely, like, you're getting in the back and giving it. That feels like a Miami one. Yeah,
0: like Miami, they seem like they're going to do that. They would do something Christmas-themed. I don't know another
1: team that would do it. I'm going to go along that same vein. I'm going to put a name on one of them. George Kittle comes to the game dressed as Santa.
0: Ooh, okay. All right.
1: Um. Yep. I think that's it. I'm going to go with that. George Kittle comes to the game dressed as Santa.
0: There we go. All righty. Well, that's going to wrap up this episode. Of course, you can find us on X. Sheen, where could everybody find you?
1: Uh, You can find uh, me, I'm at Solo on X and TikTok. You can follow me there. You can check out Screen Pass. We have a pretty cool Christmas episode about a film called Santa's Slay uh, starring Bill Goldberg, the wrestler, as uh, it's kind of like a Christmas slasher film. I would recommend watching it, even if you don't listen to the podcast, the whole thing's fucking nuts. Um, I just want to, you know, safe, happy holidays, all that sort of stuff to, to you and to everyone out there listening.
0: Of course, Merry Christmas to all. And uh, please don't follow me on Twitter. I went shit-talking everybody. It was a lot of fun, but... You say this every week. I know, I do it a lot lately. Like, I go I go now on Twitter, and I'm looking for blood. <laughs> it's fun. I'm sorry. Anyway, all right, that's going to wrap up this episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. But other than that, hopefully you win your fantasy week. But good luck, everybody.